Welcome to Hot Chocolate Convos, where societal woes are tackled through the sip. These two chocolate divas have raw, unfiltered, and totally candid convos. Now here are your hosts, Kimberly and Jaleesa. Let's get into the show. Happy Tuesday and welcome back to episode two of Hot Chocolate Convo. We back. We back. Yes. I know y'all enjoyed last week. I know you did. I know you're glad we're back. Mm Mm-hmm. They are. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, y'all. How's it going? Good over here, girl. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. So guys, this episode is entitled Spirituality versus Christianity. We have Mr. Frank Enti, who is a youth advocate, and he is here to just school us on being a Christian, non-Christian, having a relationship with God the whole Mm -hmm. night. So we hope you guys enjoy it. Amen. So what were your highs and lows of this week? My highs and my lows. Hmm. My highs, I had a great weekend, let me tell you. It was so relaxing. I went out of town. I had a nice weekend. You know, it was real chill. Cheap. I flew with with a backpack. So I had everything in my backpack for the weekend, girl. Two pair of shoes. I think I had about four outfits. And I brought the pajamas and then another pair of pajamas in my backpack, girl. Damn. I need to invest in one of those backpacks. I'm telling you. I'm going to get either that one or the roller one because I just, I need it. Can you send me the link, please? Because you've been raving about this for years. Absolutely. (laughs) I feel like I'm now going to start listening to you. (laughs) Now you want to listen to me. That's what I'm going to start telling everybody. Now you want to listen to me. Now you want to listen to me. Okay. I I always find a little in the backpack. And I just roll them up, put them in there, whatever, and then in the zip part, I'll put my underwear and everything, and I'll have a bag for my dirty clothes, and I'll just roll it up, and that way, when I am when I come back home, I'll have that same little bag, and I'll kind of just put the dirty clothes in and roll it back up into, like, a little knot, and put it in the side of the, back, the backpack. Okay. Well, I'm glad you had a great weekend. Thanks. My lows. School is back in. So it's just a bunch of kids on the metro and on the bus. I love y'all babies. I do, but they don't belong on the transit with me on my way to work. You see, I have no comments about this. (laughs) It's getting so bad. Like these kids, they cuss people out. Harass people. Adults can't talk to them. They harass people. They fight. They play on the train. I mean... I'm macing your kid. And it's I'm always sorry. a bunch of... I, I, I'm not fighting your kid. I'm not doing all that with with your child. But some of these kids, like, they legit ask for it. Like, they, they're they all in adults' faces. And, and people don't want to deal with that when they get off from work. Because it's mainly, like, well, the time that they come from school, it's mainly just commuters going mm-hmm. home from work. Yeah. And the times that they do go to school, it's mainly commuters going to work, too. Yeah. That's just, oh, I can't. So, that's just my low, because school is kicking back up, and I have to prepare myself to travel with 
extra people. That's it. Mm. Pray for me. I get it. So my highs, I finally discovered the joys and the benefits of scheduling and using a calendar. Good. Oh, bye. My gosh. Good day. Listen. Good day. My life has forever been changed. Did you wait? Did I give you one to use? What, you what we, gave me one, and I haven't been using it because you've been trying to force me to start scheduling no, and writing things down. And I've been like, no, 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 because everyone who knows me knows that I just don't work that way, sweetie. You're an Aries. You work that way. My life has changed completely. Girl. I love scheduling. Girl. I love using the calendar. Girl. I mean, yeah. No, this Shout is huge. Kimberly. This is huge. Because I've been so anti, like, why do people mm-hmm. need schedulers? Like, who does Girl, that? What? How How do you feel? I feel liberated, like a whole new person, honestly. You know your <laughs> You know what you got to do. I mean, yeah. Now try this in travel and see how you do. Okay, we'll do. Oh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. And okay. I'll even help you with a checklist to prepare to travel if you want. I'm excited. I really am. I really, really am. Okay. So what's my lows? Well, my lows has been, I have really been overextending myself, like, to the point where I had to, like, disappoint a few people. Like, no, I can't come to your event. I know, and I hate not living up to my word with my friends. I hate that. Sweetie, hold on. I have a quote for you. But I've been, (laughs) I have been doing the most being here there everywhere wearing like every single hat on the planet and overextending myself until i real i finally like just like crashed and realized this is not gonna work Mm, mm -mm. like i double booked and i'd have to call people and be like sorry i can't do this with you or i can't be there but you know can we do this this time Mm -mm. stop doing even that so that was definitely my low so for that I need you to start saying no more. No. Listen. And this a quote. I'm just kidding. Sweetie. Sweetie. (laughs) (laughs) So I saw something just today, three hours ago, and it said, when we stretch ourselves too thin, we end up sharing a piece of ourselves with too many people. Then wonder why we don't have have peace in our lives. Sometimes a no to everyone is a yes to yourself. And that's more than okay. It's necessary. Oh my gosh, that quote just made everything like Ooh. make sense. I love it. Listeners, please like just meditate on this quote because Yes. For real. Especially as women, we always I mean, we tend to just overextend ourselves. We mm-hmm. want to be there for everyone in our lives. Literally. Sweetie, you are not superwoman. I literally yeah. just posted on my Instagram. My promo for round table talk round auntie round table talk was about Superwoman syndrome. Mm-hmm. And how it's okay to not know everything, to not have to do everything. It's okay it to ask for so help. Okay. It's okay to stop and take a moment and relax and breathe and just try to figure it out for yourself. It's totally fine. It really is. As women, we just have a, te- especially black women. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. Girl, we have to like, we got to do it all, don't save we? Save the world. We have to do it all. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen no more. And I think that aided to me actually, like, finally just breaking down and using the whole calendar situation because it it wasn't going anywhere. 
Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. All right, everyone. So without further ado, let's get right into our interview. Let's get it. This is a very knowledgeable man that I've known for about a year now, or so, maybe longer. But this episode is basically going to be about spirituality, and we have Frank N.C. Yay, Frank! Yes! (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, Frank. Thank you for being on the show. Yeah. Thank you for being a part of Hot Chocolate Combos right now. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to be a part of it. Very, very excited. Yeah. We're excited to have you. Yeah. So just give me a little bit about yourself, where you from, what do you do, you know, do you have any businesses? Oh, okay. So so I, I remember in school I couldn't I, I wasn't good at English comprehension and composition, so and summary, so I can't it takes me a while to to tell a long story in a short sentence, I'll try. Okay. <laughs> no problem, We have all day here. Alright, so so my full name is Frank Chichiku in T. And I'm I'm a Ghanaian, a very proud one. And um I think I moved in here, I moved to the US in about ten years ago, ten, nine years. Two thousand and ten. So that's yeah, roughly nine years ago. And I happened to work as an agricultural economist and more specifically as a trade um as a trade <laughs> modeling um analyst sort of. So I do a lot of trade modeling over there. Yeah. So just a brief about me. Coolie. Nice. Mm-hmm. So let's jump into what we actually have you here for. Yes. So when did you realize your calling to be an active member in church like you are? So, okay. So basically back in Ghana, you're technically born into a church. That's kind of the general norm. So when your parents are going to church, they just pull you along. So you technically become part of the church. And one of the things about church is I see it to be a community. And it's like a workplace where we have people di- having different functions within the church. So as as a very, um, I would say as a very, I wouldn't say important, but as a very, someone who's committed to a community, you try to play an active role in different areas of the community. So I see myself as an active person in the church. So yeah. I saw that since um, it's a place that I get fed or feed spiritually, I have to contribute and um Basically, it started when I was in high school. So our high school system is a little bit different from here, whereby we are in a boarding house and we do almost everything on our own. We do our own church service and all that. So that was when I became very active from the church on campus in my high wow. school. Yeah, so I was part of the Presbyterian um, Students Union at school. And I was at some point the organizer. At some point, I was the treasurer. So that was where the whole thing started. And when I went to college, it went up. So in college too i was part of the music team and i was also part of the choreography team or drama team in in college and when i moved in here to the u.s i've been part of the uh, my church choir and my church protocol team and i also help a little bit with the youth try to help them in some sort of educational scholarship and stuff like that trying to direct their part in terms of their career and stuff like that so i think i realized it when i was in high school so I became very active when I was in high yeah. school. And since then, I think anywhere I've been to, I've been pretty much active. And this is why we actually picked you for this episode. Yes. <laughs> this is what it all brings you. Spirituality. Like, ladies and gentlemen, you are perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
So how long would you consider yourself to have been a, a Christian? Yeah, so just as what I said, you're practically Probably. born into it, right? You're born into it, but mostly when you're young, you don't. You have it's about it's a choice. Christianity is a choice. You have to make a choice at some point that this is the way I want to go. And as the the word go is Christ, I am now. That's the meaning of Christian. Christian is Christ, and the I A N is I am now. So that means you want to model the life of Christ. So that's the decision that you have to make. And I think I made that decision when I was in high school. So when I became very active and I realized that, okay, even though I was born into it, at some point you need to make that decision. So that was when I made that decision that, hey, henceforth, that, that is the direction or the path I want to go. And it has been that path um, ever since. So, yeah. yeah. It was, uh, I had to ask that again only because I know mm-hmm. for American tradition, it's pretty mm-hmm. much you are what you, like you said, you're born into. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's more so like this is what you're gonna be, and this is what you have to be, and more so you literally said that you chose it, and you chose mm-hmm. to really be that in high school, and that's what I just wanted to get out there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like you literally chose to mm-hmm. to follow that path after you realized yeah. that what that's what it was. That is what it was. Yeah, because yeah. you you are born into it, but you have to make that decision at some point. Yeah, and right. I, and I think that's one. It comes back to some. There's a lot of debate about baptism, whereby some of it old or the traditional churches they baptize you when you're very young and people go like okay that baptism is something that you have to make a choice yeah so when you're baptized at that very young you don't know so when you grow yeah. up you need to make that choice and be baptized again so yeah so that 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 is a debate but yeah i think you have to make that choice yourself at some point yeah, when you're actually yeah. knowledgeable and you're older, mm-hmm. and you yeah. say, okay, I accept mm-hmm. God as my personal Savior. Not Savior, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I know when I was growing up, it was more so kids were just doing it because their parents yeah, thought parents. it was good. You know? Yeah, like, but mm-hmm. my parents would drag me to church, too. <laughs> right, but <laughs> they wanted you know, to go. Mm-hmm. Right, but with me, more so, I guess because my mom was, my mom grew up that way, she more so kind of gave me like a choice, or whatever, and at like 17, I was like, you know what, mm-hmm. that's kind of what, that's what I want to do. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And it, it was better for me than for it to be force fed down that throat or kind of just dragging me or making me do it, you know. Do it, yeah. yeah. So I think yeah. that's, I think that's dope. That's really mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. So what was your journey towards Christ like? Yeah, do you have like a <laughs> testimony or anything? Well, I, I think every day is a testimony. So I, so my, my relationship is a little bit different from a lot of people. I know some people, if maybe, um, something big happened, then they are very much excited. So my relationship with God is not that way. I'm very much excited about the little things. So mostly the when the big things happen, people are so excited around me and they don't see that excitement. They go like, why are you excited? Especially when I got my PhD, everyone was so excited. Like, you know, that's a big thing. And I'm like, okay. But yeah, that's a big thing. But I'm more excited about the little things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think every day has been um, a testimony. And probably one of the biggest testimony is about probably coming here to the U.S. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, yeah, when I was growing up, it wasn't in my books that, hey, I want to travel. Yeah. I've always believed that wherever you are, you can make it in life. So, um, how it happened was a little bit of, I don't know whether people will get it, but those who maybe are from, from the African continent or somewhere might get a better understanding of what the testimony will be. We'll be- get a better understanding of it because, um, coming here, I never plan on coming here. So I, I came here through what they call the US visa lottery. Oh. 
Yes, and I, I, know I didn't. What that is. Yeah, and I, I even didn't do it. I had no clue oh, someone wow. did it for me, and I had no clue that the person even did it. So wow. by the time I realized, it, I was just saying to the person, "Hey, you've won it, so you, you have to get ready to go." And I didn't believe it because you can't do it twice. And that that year, my cousin had planned to do it for me. So if my cousin had entered in and the person entered in, you can't have a double entry. So that means it wouldn't, you know, it wasn't going to go through. So when the person mm-hmm. said, said it, I thought he was lying because my cousin has already told me she was going to do it for me that year. So when he said it, I called my cousin. She didn't pick up and the mom picked up. And I was like, oh, this person said I've won the visa lottery. But wow. my, my cousin said she was going to do it for me. And she, she was like, Manta was like, um, you know, your cousin's a little bit crazy at times. She came here and she dumped all your documents. She didn't do it. So maybe what the person saying is true. And that is how come I came here. This was definitely your path. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. God works in mysterious ways. Wow. Yeah. You were meant to be where you are. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if it comes to testimony, that might be one of it. And yeah. probably me getting my PhD is also another testimony. Because I never dreamt of having a PhD. <laughs> yeah. So after, after my master's, I had an opportunity to... Um, actually work. I had a job that was paying a lot, but I also had the opportunity to do a PhD, which was being paid for. for. Everything was paid off. So I just weighed it, the, the two options and I thought it would be better to have it because that would be a sort of, um, it would be sort of an encouragement to maybe probably people who are going up to also aspire to get to the height. So. Yeah. yeah, maybe people in your village or something. Exactly, exactly. So. Wow, yeah. And everything was paid for, five years. Everything mm-hmm. was paid for. Had the opportunity to travel the world with that. And, yeah. So those are some of the few testimonies. That's amazing. Yeah. Do you think religion takes you to heaven? Well, that... <laughs> that, 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 that is a loaded one, but... So there are different... So when you talk about religion, we have different types of religion, right? Mm-hmm. So when you read um John chapter three, fourteen to sixteen, it said, "Just just as Moses lifted up the snake in the desert, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes in Him may have eternal life." For God so loved the world that He gave. So eternal life, you know, is synonymous to going to heaven. So. Yeah, I believe that if you're a Christian, then you have that eternal life where you can go to heaven. Mm-hmm. But not religion in general. Yeah. So not, but not religion in general. So if you're a Christian, if you come to accept Christ as your personal savior, then yeah. I, I agree. I, I believe that is the only path that will take you to. So ex- when you read like John 8, 24, you say, I told you that you will die in your sins. If you do not believe that I am the one I claim to be, you will indeed die in your sins. So that means if you die and you don't believe Christ before you die, that means you're not going to heaven. So it's not every religion. It's only Christ that will take you to heaven. And I think John 4, 16 also say, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So that's the only way. He say he's the only way. So apart from that way, there's no other way. I know other, relig- other religions will argue that this is the, is the, is the right path. Yeah. I don't believe, I don't believe if you're Baptist or Catholic, I don't believe like one or the other like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. takes you to heaven. No, I, I agree with that for sure. Yeah. So the only path that takes you to heaven is just believing in God. In believing God. In, 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 yeah. Believing in Jesus that he's the way, the truth and the life. And no one comes to God or to the father except through him. All right. Agreed. 
So is there a difference between spirituality and Christianity? Well, um, I think... And what is it? I think they are not the same thing, and but they are not entirely um, distinct from one another, right? They are not the same, nor are they entirely distinct from one another. So the best way to, to actually understand is just looking at two overlapping circles, whereby spirituality has to do with um, us trying to find meaning in life. So we try to right. find meaning in life. And we try to find um, how how do we how how do I feel connected to something higher than me, right? How yeah. do I connect myself to something higher than me, and how should I live? And when it comes to I'll I'll talk about religion, the difference between spirituality and religion, because you know my religion is Christianity. Yeah. Right. So the the two of them are basically not the same, but you can, they can overlap at some point, whereby. Spirituality has to do with trying to find meaning in life, trying to find connections and value in life. And religion has to do with what practices or what rites or rituals that you should follow to achieve okay. those. Or what is the right and wrong thing to do. What is true and try to decipher what is true from what is false. And for me, since my religion is Christianity, I think that is the only path that you can pass to get all these answers. You know, okay. But the path where they overlap is the belief, comfort, whereby you try to have some sort of belief and that belief will help guide you in trying to find the meaning or the value that you seek. So when you read, um, when you read, hold on, let me get the Bible. So it said, God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. That is John 4.24. So as a Christian, we still have to, for us to be able to commune with God, it's our spirit that needs to commune with him. And in, in a Christian circle, we say human being is made up of, we are a tripartite being, where we are made up of the body, the soul, and the spirit. And the spirit is the only one that connects with God. So you need to be spiritual in that sense to be able to communicate with God. If you are not spiritual, there's no, there's no way you can communicate with Him. So that level of spirituality has to be there. But there are other religions or other forms or other mediums that people connect with other higher beings, which doesn't for me align with um, my belief. I think the only way that you can connect, or the only higher being that I know is God or Jesus Christ. So that's the only one that I can connect with. And yeah, so there is that overlapping. So in spirituality, in the general sense, is different from in um, when, when we talk about Christianity. But to be a Christian, you need to be spiritual. Yeah, I kind of agree, but I've never really understood because, you know, I always thought being spiritual meant you're a Christian, but apparently not because, you know, I'd hear people you know, saying, oh, I'm Buddhist and stuff. I'm very mm-hmm. spiritual and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, so being spiritual, as I say, being spiritual is trying to find value or meaning. So you're trying yeah. to connect to something higher. So the Buddhist is connecting to something he or she thinks is higher, which yeah. is Buddha. And the uh, Muslim is connecting to something higher, which they think is Allah or Muhammad. Mm-hmm. And a Christian is connecting to something higher, which we think is Jesus Christ. So, yeah, there, so there's that overlap between the two, but being a Christian does not make you necessarily spiritual, but being a Christian means you have to be spiritual. If you are not spiritual, you can't say, you can't have that title of a Christian. Because mm-hmm. If you are not spiritual, you can't connect with the one that you, you are giving that reverence to, which is God. Because you only yeah. communicate with us through the spirit. Wow. Yeah. So what would you say are the common misconceptions of being a Christian? Huh, that one. <laughs> There's a lot. But I think one that jumps out and the one that you experience a lot probably back home is that becoming or being a Christian means giving up all fun 
and following you know life. Oh yeah, that's something yeah. back in my country as well. Exactly. Oh yeah, you can't do anything. You can't do anything. You are not you know, that that I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions about Christianity. We have fun. There's and I think we have different ways of having fun. So so Christians have fun. So that's I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions. And I think one of them is that once you become a Christian, people believe that once you become a Christian, God will solve all your problems for you. Which is Oh yeah. Yeah. So once you become the most time people actually pray. When they yeah. Need mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like the only time a lot of people pray is when they need something. Yeah. So that, oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. So that I think that one, that's one of the misconceptions to be honest. Becoming a Christian does not mean that everything is going to be solved. Because even God talked about the fact that we have to, he, he put us through certain, um, tests so that how they get the gold rings and everything, you have to put the gold through a furnace the fire to you know to go through the process so you, as a christian you need to go through the process to get to the point whereby anything that comes your way any temptation that can be still you can overcome it so you'll put through all these um tests for 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 you to build your faith in the process so that does not mean that the fact that you become a christian means that everything goes away you know i think that's one of the that's one of the biggest uh misconceptions of being a christian mm-hmm. When you read, um, I think First Peter chapter four verse twelve, it said, "Dear friends, do not be surprised at the painful trial you are suffering, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice that you participate in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when His glory is revealed." So that means that you're going to go through some sort of suffering, but the suffering is only temporary and. At the end, the glory of God. We know that Christ has already won the battle, so at the end, the glory of God will be revealed and will be overjoyed. So that p- problems and trouble definitely come, but you know that since Christ has already overcome every, you, you're going to overcome everything or anything, any trials or any um, test or any temptations that come your way or any problems that come your way, you're going to overcome it. But the problems wouldn't cease not coming to your way. They'll definitely come your way. But so that the glory, so there was this, um, I think there was this blind man in the Bible where Jesus and the disciples went to a certain time, they saw this blind man. And this man has been blind since birth. And the disciples asked him whether it is the, the fault of the blind man's parents or it is his fault that he's blind, he has been blind since birth. And Jesus said, no, it's not, it's neither, it's no one's fault, but it is such that the glory of God will be revealed. It's such that people will know through him, after healing him, he will know that there's a higher power over there and they will come to revere and they will come to understand and they will come to know the higher power, which is God. Mm-hmm. So that's why sometimes we go through some of these problems. So that's another misconception. And I think the other one is um, all Christians are loving and perfect people. That's one of the misconceptions. Oh, that. Is a misconception. Yeah. So that means when one Christian does something but they try to, you know, use it as a cover for every Christian that oh you Christians are like that just because one person did that. No one is perfect. Even the Bible talks about the fact that no one is perfect and that even our perfection is like a filthy right before God. So none of us are perfect, even as Christian, when we come to accept Christ as our Savior. Paul said that we are pressing towards a higher mark and the higher mark is we're pressing towards perfection. That's what we are all trying to be. We are trying pressing towards that 
level of perfection. So being a Christian does not mean that everything is perfect and everyone is loving. No, no, no. That's not, that's not it. Yeah. Some, I think sometimes, like, as Christians, even church people, mm-hmm. they can be very judgy, those church people. Exactly. Yeah. Some of them could be. Some of them. So that's why I say, that's why at time I say, so we are all humans. So that human, since we are made up of the body, <laughs> the soul, and the spirit, sometimes we make, we allow the body to take charge, which mm-hmm. shouldn't be, the spirit should always be taking charge. It's when the body starts to take charge, then it conforms to, you know, our natural instincts and some of the things that we see around but if the spirit takes charge then that one we get into that realm of being not perfect but being loving and all that right being righteous and everything so it's 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 also a struggle for us all of us as christians we we struggle together even those in the bible paul and all those people who are the people that wrote the Bible who lived those exemplary lives for us to follow. They still, in the Bible, talk about their weaknesses in terms of sin coming in their way and them being very mindful and being very um, cognizant on the fact that sin can overtake them for them to do whatever they don't want to do. So Mm -hmm. as Christians, we also falter at some point. Being faltering and getting up, you fall, but, you know, the act, you being able to pick up yourself back up and go and go and live that life that Christ wants you to live is the most important thing. At some point, you're going to have some, yeah, you're going to have some, some, some problems or some challenges. You're going to fall at some point, but picking up, coming back and letting Christ lead the way is the most important. Wow. Oh, that's so encouraging. <laughs> yes. That's what I was going to say. That's, that's, that's a lot, but it's great. Yeah. Um, I said that, yeah, these three or four misconceptions are good. I can list about ten of them, but yeah, I think these ones are okay. <laughs> right? <laughs> There's a lot. Yeah. I know. How do you encourage someone that's struggling with spirituality to, like, start on their journey or even Christianity to, like, take that leap and get out there? Because that's a huge step in life. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's a challenge. And as I said, if if you go in with your your physical your physical strength to go through the whole process, that that is when the challenge comes involved. So again, it's it's as the Bible say, we don't you you wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and higher in higher places. So that means it's it's not about this flesh; it's about some hidden upper some hidden spirits or some different realm that that we're dealing in. So if you try to go through the whole Christian journey with your flesh, with your physical body, it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't go as planned. So I think there are a few quotes that I want to say, and that I think that embodies what probably the Bible is all about. So there's a quote by someone called a guest, and and talk about the fact that love God and do anything you please. And if you really love God, what mm-hmm. are you pleased to do will be His will. Wow. You get, you say love God and do anything you please. If you really love God, what you please to do will be his will. So I think the basics of the Bible is about love. So you loving God more. If you love God more, it means that you're going to follow whatever he wants you to do. And, and that, that's the biggest thing. It's about letting the Bible be your friend. You know, most of the time you read a lot of stuff, but when you pick the Bible to read it, then you start to fall asleep. And that, 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 
that 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 is something that if, if you don't really pray about it and don't really encourage you, you get people to encourage you it will it will help it will cause your spiritual life to you know lack because everything that we need to build our spiritual is in the bible so unless you read it you wouldn't get those insights right mm, because all the yeah. all the knowledge all the understanding all the all the examples and all the encouragement that we need is in the Bible. And at times when we pick our Bibles to read, I don't know where those spirits come from, but we tend to fall asleep. So to encourage someone, the first thing is to be very, very strong with reading the Bible consistent with it all the time, day, morning, morning, afternoon, evening. You have to be consistent in reading the Bible. The little time that you get, right now you can get Bible apps on the phone. So anywhere that you are, you can just read it and try to... At times you might read it, you don't get an understanding, and that's where Christ, that's when the Holy Spirit comes in. Jesus said He was going to send the Holy Spirit to interpret a lot of these things to us. Sometimes we don't understand it, so when you really don't understand it, you pray to God and you can get understanding. Or the second one is to find yourself in a very Bible-believing church whereby they teach you the Word. You get people who surround you who will help you to grow spiritually, and mm-hmm. through that, if I read something I don't understand, I can just go to my pastor or I can go to a spiritual leader in the church to help me to understand some of these and people also relating with people in church also help you because we all go through struggles in our spiritual work so they can share the experience with you some of the things that they did that helps them to get back on track in their spiritual work so being in that community of the church whereby that's why again when you talk about my when i talk about being active in church that's one of the ways to also build your spiritual life being active in church right in a group whereby you meet, you pray, you share ideas, you read the Bible together, you yeah. try to, yeah, so that helps in building your spiritual life. But if you turn to go to church and just come back home all the time without being active, yeah, it, it becomes a struggle. It becomes No, a struggle. I agree, and that's my dilemma, because the church that we go to, it's a mega church, and it's so impossible <laughs> to meet people. Yeah, It's impossible. Like, I wish I could find something smaller, honestly. I wish. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So that 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 also causes struggles. So yeah, probably need to find somewhere where you can get more involved, so yeah. that you can help build your spiritual life. And but I think everything comes down with loving God. If you love God, you're going to try to follow what He wants us to follow. You try, yeah. You're going to try to read the Bible every day. Yeah. And if you don't understand, the Holy Spirit is there. Pray. The Holy Spirit will helps in um in understanding and even another quote that talk about you know the relationship with god there's this i don't know there's this um preacher he's called ravi zakaria he's one of the um apologetic preachers he talked about the fact that truth by definition is absolute but the supreme ethics is love so live a life with knowing and loving god and knowing there will be challenges to one's faith so there's challenge one's faith but we must we must so love our fellow human beings that our differences do not make us hateful, rather patient and respectful. Mm-hmm. So he said, in short, the key to life is in your relationships. The master key is to begin by having that relationship with God. That defines all other relationships. So if you have a mm-hmm. deeper relationship with God, that will define any other different relationships that you have. And that's the key to building your spiritual life, to have that relationship with God. I agree. And I'm actually now learning that you actually have to know how to pray yeah for god and that's yeah. a big deal like yeah a lot of yeah. people don't know how to pray no yeah. you shouldn't so. pray amiss most of the time we pray amiss we just pray and and i think one of the things that we don't 
put a lot of um it's like I'm going to work when I go to work I put all those emph- I emphasize on being excellent at work so that I get promotion but when it gets to our spiritual life or our Christian life we don't put that time to be excellent mm-hmm. in it. we don't put that time to we spend a lot of time talking to our boyfriends and our girlfriends <laughs> mm-hmm. while talking to God so one day I remember one day I was talking to a friend and she was doing something else whilst I was talking to her and I got a little bit pissed and something just dropped in my spirit that that's how God is. Sometimes we're praying and our mind will be somewhere else. Yeah. And we don't connect with him. And God also gets yeah. to get God. But we mm-hmm. don't, we don't, we don't, we don't see it to be that way. We, we turn to regard him, God as, oh, you know, after we've given it our all to other people, we just give him the surplus. Mm-hmm. That should be. Yeah. We should put him first, give him the first of everything, then other things will fall in place. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Have you ever like prayed and then like your mind thinks about something randomly? Yes. Okay, so it's not just me. It's not just you. Like you'll be prayed and then your mind just thinks about something and you're like snap out of it like Yes, yeah. So that's why you have to make that conscious effort is to snap out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So very last question for you, Frank. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to hold you, but you've given us some really good things, like some really great responses with the scriptures. Like, that's amazing. So, what advice do you give anyone out there that is wondering about spirituality, how to come to Christ, how to, you know, what, what advice would you give a person that's just honestly nervous or afraid to just step out on faith into spirituality? Well, uh, so my, when it, so again, I'm not technically defending the Christian faith, but that's the faith I believe in. So I have to say everything that aligns with the Christian faith. So my pastor said something that was a little bit interesting. He said that, you know, when, when it comes to even the, um, the academic, everyone has agreed. Is there's a consensus that Jesus came at some point to the earth and Jesus died at some point and Jesus rose up at some point. There's that huge consensus even within the academic sphere, but there's, there hasn't been a consensus or there hasn't been any of the other religions that claims that their leader died and rose. No one can say Muhammad died and rose. No one can say Buddha died and rose. No one can say Hare Krishna died and rose. But it has been accepted, you know, there's that consensus that Jesus Christ died and he rose again. So who are you going to believe in? The one who died and didn't rise or the one who died and rose again? Right? So to anyone who is trying to look for trying to decipher whether to be a Christian or not. Well, my advice is, yeah, I think this, this, this will help in trying to find which faith or which direction to, 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 to look up or who to look up to, whether to look up to Jesus or to look up to the one who, those who died in the rise again. And when it, in terms of spirituality, as I said, I think that the key thing is about knowing the word, reading the word. And also finding yourself in a place, a Bible-believing church, whereby you have people around you to fellowship with. It's a challenge, but when you have people who believe and who who are trustworthy, that's another thing. You can go in the midst of Christians, and you being a newbie, they turn to you share your 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 struggles with people, and the next thing you hear is, or you know, everywhere. So that's one one of the challenges: finding yourself in a place whereby people are trustworthy, and you can share with them your vulnerabilities and you can share with them your desire to also to 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 get to that level of spirituality that they are at and even higher and they can share with you their experience but i think the key thing is about 
reading the Bible and it's about praying. Those are the two, for me, those are the two key things about reading the Bible, being consistent with those two things, prayers and um, reading the Bible. Those are the two things that. Yeah. Yeah. And find like Christian friends, I guess. Exactly. People you can pray with. Exactly. Yeah. And and most of the times, whatever what we watch, what we see, tend to take a little bit of a toll on us because they form our thought process. So we mm-hmm. have, if you want to go through that that journey, we have to be mindful of what we what we see, what we watch on TV, what mm-hmm. we try, what we hear, because those form some sort of subconsciousness in our mind, and it yeah. tends to yeah affect us. So if you decide to take go along that journey, you have to be mindful of that too. Yeah, I was always I used I was always told as a child, be careful what you feed your spirit. Exactly. Oh yeah. Be careful I what you put into yourself. Things in yeah. my mm-hmm. house, like like certain scary movies, my mom mm-hmm. would be like, Nope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so just be mindful of that. I've all I've even to this day I've been very mindful of that because it was told to me over and over and over and I've always heard it. Be mindful Mind. of the things that you feed into your spirit. Be and that's just meaning watching like Frank said, listening, mm-hmm. anything of that nature. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it can be the slightest thing, and you never know why your mood has changed or what exactly. your that thought has so turned true. into because exactly. of what you've watched, what you fed into yourself. That's one reason why I can't, I cannot right now in this chapter of my life, mm-hmm. I can't watch certain movies. Mm-hmm. I just can't. Mm-hmm. It just mm-hmm. disturbs my soul. Like I can't mm-hmm. watch certain things. If they're harming certain people, I just can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I just can't yeah. because it's like I don't want, I don't want that in my area of my mm-hmm. comfort zone and my spirit and my space. Mm-hmm. And I realize when I don't watch that type of stuff, I'm at peace. I'm a happier person. Mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. just another type of way. Not even one, and wondering why. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that that is a big yeah, no, it is. yeah, that is yeah. Sometimes you may even find yourself like watching an assassin movie and then you <laughs> you fast forward the parts the killing parts and then you do the normal parts and you fast forward <laughs> i just can't so yeah. that that's amazing frank i want to thank you so much yeah, for so much. being a part of hot chocolate combos for being our guest episode two and you're kicking it off to where i i guess coming up they're gonna have to step it up because this was an amazing episode good Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for inviting me. Interview can like touch someone out there. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for you know you guys for what you're doing and thank you for affecting the world. I know you guys are gonna go places. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. (laughs) We've already spoken into existence, Frank. So you're gonna be a pastor. Amen. You're just gonna be something so great because when I tell you, you were the perfect person person for this episode you were and like you work with kids you you know I we weren't that. gonna have it with anybody else honestly yeah <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> thank, thank you you're welcome you're welcome see ya bye-bye bye what's the sip what's the sip what you been sipping on what's going on what what's up what's up what's up what's the sip speak now or forever hold your peace don't hold nothing back. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to tell us what you're sipping on. Right, so I have a what's the sip that blew my mind. Viola Davis is going to play Michelle mm. Obama in an upcoming series called First Ladies on Showtime. Seems it, love and it. you know I am here for it. I am here for anything that involves Michelle Obama. 
can't wait. Anything. Viola Davis is so amazing. She's gotten so far. She's breaking a lot of barriers for, you know, upcoming black actresses and just black actresses on a whole. And I really feel like that's really, that's just amazing. Oh, look at her. The hair is amazing on her. That smile, that selfie. Yes. It was everything. And you know what? She kind of, like, in this picture, she looks, she favors um, Michelle Obama's mother. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Cute picture, though. So, I guess they're, they're filming the last season of um, How to Get Away with Murder. They are. I saw mm-hmm. it on Twitter. Yeah, they are. Okay. But I'm super, I'm super happy about the whole Michelle Obama thing, for real. Same. Mm-hmm. Same. What are you sipping on? So, it's so much going on in the news. Like, I want to pick one. I want to pick Ugh. two. It's I'm I'm still sick of this chicken sandwich business. But I heard they're um they're out of stock, no? I don't know. I'm still I'm seeing the I memes think. and everything. I have seen on Twitter that some are out of stock and they have not actually, you know, been able to get any. Damn. So I'm over that and I'm glad. But I'm actually sipping on the fact that last night I actually like, I haven't did this in years, but last night I did something that I have not done in a very long time. I watched the VMA Awards. They still have those things? Girl. Only because they were honoring Missy Elliott, and I really wanted to see her. Before. Were they? Girl. I was sipping on the fact that, first of all, I stayed up that late to actually finish it because I watched it over my friend's house. Mm-hmm. That's why I was, oof. So, mm-hmm. Missy, when I say she did her thing... Nobody in the audience knew her songs like that. It was mostly Are you another very, crowd. Uh, it wasn't, you oh, know, uh, my goodness. She had invited Crystal and Kid Fury out. She got them tickets and everything because, you know, they're the one that started this for her to get this award because they're like, she deserved it and she never even got it. That's how it all started with them on their podcast. Do you not know? It was short, but it was so damn good. Mm-hmm. she like performed clothes changing she was in the big bag outfit really like, she did the she big girl she even remember the little girl um that would dance for her the little white girl that danced for her yes brought her out she had, like, are you joking 17 years later y'all missy elliott is still doing it out here she's still doing I she actually her, her acceptance speech i was like choking up she bought the babies for you know she was like this is for the babies this is for the dance community i lived i lived i love that yes and i love that if you guys have not checked it out go and check out missy ellie's performance and normani's performance okay i'll go check it out on um youtube i will especially miss elliot she's like a legend isn't she girl yes girl Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so please go check why didn't they out. give more promo about this they i saw a surprise. lot of it no oh okay but they started they didn't do it until maybe this month it wasn't that that it didn't do like maybe a month or two long of promo it was quick because i know when beyonce was getting like oh my gosh for months on months, like, you yeah. know, we got word, and I'm like, Missy Elliott, I didn't even hear about that, and I'm always Girl. on Twitter. Interesting. Girl, you didn't hear about it on Twitter? No. That's where I saw it at first. 
Mm-hmm. But that's because of Kid Fury and Crystal. So, you know. Mm. And then she actually posted t- pictures of the ticket that she got them. Mm. And of course, you know, they left right after her performance. <laughs> Are you ju- Actually, I don't blame I don't blame I'm like, After her performance, it was just like, uh, yeah. I was doing so much in between, you know, like watching it because it's just like, okay, who is that? Who is that girl? Yeah. Oh, don't know her. Okay. But Put my headphones back on. Yeah, I'm happy for her. I really it was am. amazing. It was mm-hmm. amazing. Black business. Black business. So, in our, um, for this segment of Black business, we have France, Neptune. I happen to know France. Um, like I mentioned last season, I met her at a, um vendor thingy where she was um she was selling her accessories and so forth and I was selling my candles and she was just a very sweet genuine person an amazing story a remarkable woman of God and I actually just found out that she wrote a book it is called Girl Be You Seven Strategies to Activate Your Authenticity and in this book France you know French talks about defining your unique authentic self you know, push yourself beyond the pain and past and hurt of the past and courageously pursue your passion and purpose. So I just really want you guys to check it out. It's on Amazon right now. It's called Girl, Be You, Seven Strategies to Activate Your Authenticity. And friends can be found on Instagram um, at Edify Your Sister. I'm definitely going to buy my copy because I love supporting black and nice. friends is just it. such an amazing woman. Like she, she deserves this. She really does. So congrats friends. If you happen to hear this. <laughs> yes. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's super dope. Nice. So we've All right. come to the end. This is it y'all. Folks, we have come to the end. We hope you learned something. The conclusion of Episode two. Zenito. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all have a good one. Bye. Bye.